Welcome back to Tornflats Fandango. I'm John. I'll be the GM. Our players are Julian as Luis, Ash as Moonlight Jack, and Rob as Rice. If you would like to support what we do here, you can subscribe to our Patreon, patreon.com slash crimsbacon. And now, on to the show. When last we left off, the party had entered the small town of Torn Flats, which was raised to the ground by a group of cannibalistic bandits called the Go-Go's. Yeah, upon, upon the uh, egging on of the townsfolk and directions to the mine, the party located the Go-Go's uh, hideout and promptly splattered many of the Go-Go's against the wall including uh, a very well-placed shot by uh, Luis, our mass murderer of the game, who uh, took down uh, their boss, Wendy. And the only survivors of the Go-Go is Wendy's son, Bubba, who was spared a horrible death because he surrendered. At the behest of a... Of... Yeah, of said mass murderer. Um, Louise did, okay, Louise did realize that was a bad idea shortly <laughs> thereafter. So I think that you guys are being a little harsh. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then the uh, party came back to Torn Flats, uh, dropping off the two uh, remaining and surviving uh, townsfolk, Doc Gruber and... Uh, Blake Quinn. Uh, let's see. Doc Gruber is a tinkerer. Blake is a comms operator. And the other surviving townsfolk are Alexia. Uh, she is the bartender. Cleo. She is a farmer. And Nate, who is a carpenter. And there is also a mystery burn victim who Louise saved from a fire. Yeah. Who, who is currently very unconscious and very much clinging to life. After uh, the party rested up and uh, yeah, got uh, Doc Ruber to stabilize the burned man, Alexia sent the party to go talk to Nate, who handed them a laundry list of equipment he would need for them to rebuild the uh, comm station as the town will be basically dead without that. And we will continue on uh, for the next couple days while you guys are uh, resting and recuperating and reloading. Um, Doc uh, eventually manages to pick the lock of the mayor's state. Bah. The mayor is safe, and you guys have a total of $1,000 to split between you. Uh, let's see. Yeah. Uh, Doc will also put Lewis and Alexia on nursing duty for the burned man, uh, as he has pretty much done everything he can with the supplies on hand and basically just wants you two to keep an eye on him. Um, if you did not take it out last session, uh, Luis, 
uh, minus one of your med kits. Oh, no. Nate will ask Jack to help him uh, finish preparing the graves for the 20 uh, townsfolk whose bodies are still in town. And do. All right. And thinking that it's a crying shame that the town still was destroyed during the attack, uh, Chao Xing will ask Rice for his expertise in repairing it. And let's see. Yeah, she'll tell uh, Rice that uh, you know, she, she doesn't know how to make uh, much moonshine, but she knows how to make corn whiskey. And since most of what Cleo is farming is corn, uh, she should be able to get you set up with a couple of uh, bottles of that. So you can add one uh, fuel tank refill to one of your arms. Oh, boy. And uh, reset my arms, basically. Uh, yeah, yeah, pretty much. Or I have an extra fuel tank. Um, I believe you used one fuel tank on Chomps, and you were saving the other one in case you needed it against Bubba. So, yeah, both of your uh, arms are refilled, um, okay. but one of your tanks is empty. Boo. Uh, let's see. Oh, no, wait, you did... Re okay, so yeah, you should have both arms and both tanks, because... You did pop you. Uh, chomps, but you refilled it with the tank. All right. And Miss Quinn will go over uh, Nate's list of parts uh, needed to rebuild the comp station. And, you know, she'll make some addendums, you know, like uh, this piece is out of date. Get this kind of piece instead. Or this piece is cheaper if you get it from this kind of distributor, uh, so on and so forth. And she'll uh, she'll mark them down. Uh and yeah, while well, you guys are having uh, some dinner the night before you head out of uh, canned bread and soup, uh, Doc Gruber will approach the party and put some blueprints on the table. And he will say, uh, Well, according to my expertise, that truck out there won't make the trip to Copperville, but I can use its parts to repair that cruiser of yours. While I can't do much in terms of upgrades without a smithy, I can transplant some of the truck's alterations to the cruiser. And he will uh, kind of spread out the blueprints. The ones here offer the ones he's offering specifically can be found on page 45 of the book. And they are one second. Uh, the ramming wedge which will, I believe, yeah, you take one less ramming damage when you perform a ram. Also, it forces the other people to basically make a uh, drive save to knock it horribly destroyed or flipped. Uh, bumper spikes, which uh, pretty much makes it more dangerous for people to ram you. Or... Uh, the last uh, mod he is offering is basically ripping out the bed of the truck and modifying it into a trailer for the cruiser. And, you know, trailers can be used to carry things. So... Spikes. 
Gruber will nod and look at the uh, rest of the party. Uh, so, how does everyone feel about spikes? A, a wish spikes. Sure. I'm not driving it. But do what you will. Uh, so, what did uh? For this? Yes. So, what did Luis say about spikes? A uh, wish, wish spikes. Uh, bumper spikes. Oh, bumper spikes. Okay. Uh, uh yes, that that's uh, that's probably uh, fine. Uh, Gruber will uh roll up his uh blueprints and say uh, very well. I will get to work on that. Um, oh, uh, but before I go, um, he uh motions uh at uh Luis and says uh can I see your guns real quick? Uh my guns. Um oh, okay. And he'll you know uh he'll revolver ocelot the, the guns out uh and then hand that like handle first towards him. Yeah uh Gerber will take uh um we'll say the one that Luis keeps in his uh left hand. And look okay. at it and say, uh, ah, yes, I was afraid of these. So when you are fighting the Gogos, uh, you'll remember when Vindy slapped your guns away. Uh, uh, he'll, yes. he'll uh, kind of turn the gun uh, uh, handle back towards you and pull the uh, hammer back a little bit. And as he does, he points out a uh, crack that is running along the length of the hammer, and he'll say, uh, I thought I saw some uh, stress on the gun as uh, as you were using it. So, Luis I... looks <laughs> He looks what? Defeated. Yeah. Uh, he'll say, uh, I can spot weld this, and it will be functional for all intents and purposes. Just make sure that you get this to a gunsmith so that they can get a uh, a new hammer on this. And he'll uh, hand the gun back. Uh-huh. Uh, well, thank you, Doctor. So, if people don't remember, uh, Luis got a complication during the fight with uh, Wendy last time. And I did not inform you what that complication was. So, yeah. so basically all this is, is the gun has one malfunction dice. So if you roll a one on this malfunction dice, the left gun will become useless until you can get it repaired. Okay. Uh, otherwise it works just the same. Okay. And yeah. Uh, Doc Ruber, uh, uh, trots off uh, and over the yeah over the night you guys can hear him just going to work on the uh, on the vehicles uh, plenty of pit crew sounding uh, machinery going on and yeah as you uh, get ready to head out uh, Alexia gives you enough food and water to last the trip to Copperville. Um, but 
as they don't really have like any influx of supplies at the moment, she tells you guys that you're you're gonna have to get your own supplies for the way home. And yeah, you guys hop in the cruiser with its uh, newly welded on spikes, which upon closer inspection, they are just like pickaxe heads that have been cut in half. So that's probably where all the mining tools went that the uh, Go-Go's took. And as you're starting to starting the car up, uh, Chao Shang uh, runs up to you guys and uh, kind of just leans in through the passenger window and says, uh, Hey, uh, y'all, I would, I would really appreciate it if you could just like, just get me like a basic left-handed, uh, mod. Like, I don't care if it's the most plain chain thing you can find. I just need something to, uh, and she'll just kind of wave her stump, you know, replace this. Like, as soon as the comms are back up, I will pay you back, I swear. I got enough money to cover most basic mods, at least in the bank. I just need some way to contact them to get the transfer down. Sound good? Yes, uh, of course. Yeah, sure, why not? She'll uh, give you guys a little finger guns and say, uh, alright, I'll see you when you get back. Don't and... you need finger gun. Oh, yeah. Okay, so I'm moving you guys to the world map real quick. So get rid of Jack. Okay, so yeah, Copperville is up here. And uh, one, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. One, two, three. Okay, so yeah, it'll be, it'll take about 10 days for you guys to get to Copperville. So someone roll me a D10. Not it. I'm on it. Do I have to roll it in the thing? Uh, eh, you can or no. never mind. Okay, Rob rolled a four. Four. One. One, two, three, four. Okay, so on day four of your trip, let's see what random encounter you guys get. Four. Oh no, I see a a horrifying trend going on already. One, two, three, four. I'm okay with all <laughs> of my dice rolls being fours. You know what? Yeah, that's not bad. All right. So, yeah, you guys are uh, yeah, you guys uh, stop for stop for the night and uh, go to set up camp and as you do, uh, you spot the uh, the remnants of a campfire nearby. It looks like it was hastily hidden. And I want everyone here to roll a know-how check. You, you guys are spotting danger. The DC is two. Let's see if we can get some more uh, D4s in here. Or... Six greater than four, correct? That's how we do Yes. Haha. -ha. Oh, dang. I seize it. You seize it. 
Oh, jeez. I have two know-how, and I got two sixes. Okay, so... Uh, oh, I did. Yeah. Yeah, hang on. No, I... Okay, so yeah. One. Oh, technically, my um, my eyes let me do another know-how, right? Uh, oh, rapid eye. Yeah. Um, uh, maybe. Let me double check. Or uh, precision eye. Precision eye. Okay, they're, they're both right there next to each other. Precision eye gives you a plus one dice to sight base checks to pick out small details from afar and make ranged attacks. You know, yeah, that would uh, that would fall into line here. Oh, so I, <laughs> I got a one. Okay. So the it's 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 four and up that are successes, isn't it? Yep. So two successes technically. Yep. So All of you got a total of two successes, uh, with Louise critting, and Rice having just three total. So, all right. So, yeah, you guys uh, notice this uh, campfire. Um, the first thing that stands out to you about this is it is, like, very warm. Like, it was just put out. And, yeah, Rice, you notice uh, some movement coming from the... Uh, uh, yeah, like you're not quite in like the foresty area, but you're not you're on the edge of the desert, so you're kind of in like this plains um place. So rice in the uh tall grass, you notice some um, uh movement and Luis, you managed to catch out of the corner of your eye uh something uh kind of shining uh off to the side on the other side of your uh cruiser. It could be a knife, could be a gun. It's just a glint of metal. Uh, I draw my gun on it. Uh, so yeah, the movement uh, that you have all noticed uh, coming from the uh, tall grass has just stopped entirely. And uh, you hear a voice... Uh, call out from uh from the direction you saw the shimmer metal from say uh are you with the chain the the what would, would any of us possibly be familiar with the chain uh the you you actually are the chain is that they are referring to is probably the iron chain which think of them as uh the police uh, they're kind of like the uh, the Texas Rangers in uh, this area. Nah. Not really. No. So there's some, some more quiet. And uh, the uh, shimmering metal uh, goes, like, starts raising. And uh, eventually you see a thin man in these kind of like simple clothes uh, stand up. His hair is braided and pulled back and he is wearing this uh, kind of wood carved mask. And 
Jack, you might actually recognize these people as, uh, or at least this guy, as someone from Tombspeak. They are kind of they're they're kind of fanatics over the uh, the comet. And uh, in his hand, there is a very sharp looking knife, but you know his hands are raised, and uh, he says, uh, uh, "We do not mean you any harm." Uh, he kind of like motions, and uh, you see about five, yeah, about five other people uh, stand up in the tall grass. Um, they range in ages from old to probably early 20s. Uh, men, women, undetermined. Uh, they're all wearing the same simple robes and wooden masks. And uh, they're... He uh, kind of like nods at uh, Luis, uh, their leader. He nods at Luis and says, uh, may I put my knife away? Uh, 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 yes. Um, and he, he also lowers his guns because he realizes this is impolite. So yeah, he will, uh, he will slowly and like very much in view of everyone put his knife away and says, uh, have, have you, have you folks come from the West or the East? Uh, east. Which direction did we go? Okay, east. Not uh, very far from home. Uh, were you saying that they were far from home? Yeah. Like, okay. I'm looking at the map, they're pretty far from home. Yeah. Yeah, the uh, their leader will nod and say, uh, yes, we, we are. We were entangled in an incident uh, not too far from here. The chain has it in their minds that we are criminals of some sort and have been running us west for days. We figured if you were chain, we would take your cruiser and try to make it home. Have you seen any of their patrols on your way? They don't come out this far. If they did, they would have dealt with the cannibals. Oh, joy. Cannibals. That's just don't what worry. we need to deal with. Hmm? It, it's great. Yeah, mo most of them are dead. Uh, the uh, Their leader nods and looks over at the, uh, the rest and says, uh, Okay, that sounds very promising. Are you bedding down for the night? Uh, he'll uh—he—he's directing that at the group. Have we? Uh, it's getting close to evening. I mean, have we been doing that for oh. the entire trip? Uh, I'll let you guys decide that. It's mostly up to the other two. We both know that uh, 
we all know that Rice shouldn't be driving. <laughs> Jack has probably been the one driving. Louis probably um like switches off with him sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, there's definitely a schedule. Yeah, it's carpool rules or car trip rules. Yeah. Yeah. Luis looks Luis looks at Jack like like just like a kid who is like uh, uh, please ask my dad uh, yeah the uh, the leader of the tomb speak folks will uh, look over at Jack and says uh, we don't want to cause any trouble but if we could just If we could just rest alongside folks who don't plan on shooting us during the night, we would all appreciate that. I don't plan on shooting anybody. Are are you planning on shooting us in the night? Uh, their leader will motion at his knife and says, uh, the only weapon we have between the six of us is my knife and... I will be perfectly frank with you. It's not good for much outside of gutting fish. And your plans to take on the iron chain with a singular knife? Oh no, we plan on running from them as long as we can. Eventually they'll forget about us. But you were going to jump us with the knife. He'll uh, take the knife and it's a scabbard off of his belt and... uh, you know, like he'll place it on the ground and then he'll take a couple steps back from it and says, uh, I do not know what our plan was outside of taking a iron chain cruiser. But like I said, you are not iron chain, so you are not our enemies. We will not steal from you and we will not harm you. Yes, it was mostly uh, the plan that I was worried about. I, it, I was worried that you maybe had not thought this through. I had not, no. I will acknowledge that, but our options are rather limited with the tools we have. I'm not going to well, stop you from resting if you want. He'll, uh, give Jack a nod and uh, he'll whistle to one of his folks who will uh, like kind of trot over to uh, their put out fire and start stacking some sticks there. And he'll say, uh, we don't have much in terms of supplies, but we can cook uh, a bit of a stew we managed to catch a rabbit earlier. Is it people? You have to tell us if it's people. No, it is rabbit. We, it yeah, we, rabbit. Okay, but we did just uh, deal with some cannibals. Uh, one of the uh, female presenting a uh, tomb speak folks will like reach into a wicker basket she has and just pulls out a skinned rabbit. Oh, perfect. And uh, he'll nod, and they'll start getting uh, 
some of their cooking stuff together. They got like this really basic pot. And uh, yeah, you guys have a, a pretty decent night with the, the tomb speak folks. Uh, you know, they tell some stories, they sing some songs. You guys have some uh, uh, good stew. And so, yeah, you guys get to save one of your 10 uh, uh, travel supplies. And I will go ahead and say, uh, yeah, you'll go ahead and get one, uh, like one bonus guard for the. uh, Yeah, it'll basically last until you take guard damage. Okay. Uh, Do we have somebody um, between us that's like keeping track of the travel supplies? Uh, I can make a handout for you guys. I mean, until this encounter happened, we were just going to have enough travel supplies to get to the place we were going to, so no. Okay. Okay, so... Travel supplies to get back, though, so we'd have to remember to buy some. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, you guys now have a supplies handout that you can use to take notes for on supplies and other miscellaneous things. Thanks. Also, a thing that I was going to mention was because you guys have a cruiser, I'll let you store however much stuff you want within reason in the cruiser, but like you can only take out however much you can carry as as is granted by your uh, character sheet. All right. So, yeah, the morning comes around. uh, Everyone uh, starts packing up the uh, Tomb Speak folks get their uh, packs together and their leader will come to you once again and say, uh, do you know of any place we could stop and rest before we uh, try to take on the mountains? We're going to want to try and get through the vast empty as quickly as possible. Um, well, uh, which direction are they heading in? Uh, yeah, since you told them that there's not a uh, much iron chain in the area, they're going to start heading back east towards Tombspeak. Okay. Well, Torn Flats would be on your way, but um, there's they've fallen on some hard times. I see. I'm sure if you made yourself useful to them, though, they'd be more than willing to help out. The comet does tell us to help our fellow people to progress our ourselves and our brethren forward. So, yes, I believe we will stop by uh, Torn's Flats and see if they need any assistance. He'll uh, oh, give you a nod. Need assistance. We will see what we can do. He'll uh, give you all a nod and uh, you guys start up your cruiser and start heading uh, back towards Copperville while they uh, start heading uh, towards Torn Flats. And the rest of the uh, trip to Copperville is pretty uneventful. Um, you know, like you might see some deer or, you know, some other miscellaneous weird animals out in this weird wild west world. Uh, 
now I got to go back to the actual notes. <clears throat> All right. So you, you can eventually spot Copperville on the horizon. It's shining factories and plumes of smoke acting as a signal fire for travelers from miles away. As you make the transition from dirt road to paved, you're stopped by an iron chain checkpoint. Uh, much like their namesake, they are dressed in very monotone, like gray and silver uh, outfits. They have very obviously modded eyes and uh, what little skin you can see is marked with the, the circuitry of some pretty high-end mods. And they all seem to be carrying weapons that are on the more powerful side. Uh, one of the lawmen uh, comes around to the driver's side uh, door as you uh, approach this checkpoint, and he uh, motions for whoever's driving to roll down the window. So, who's driving? Not Sounds right. like Luis. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Luis uh, will roll down the window. All right. So, yeah, he'll uh, lean down and say... Uh, Mind telling me where you're coming from and what your business in Copperville is? Um, well, uh, we've uh, been traveling for several days. Um, we, uh, uh, um, uh, we, um... Jack's going to lean over. <laughs> We're coming from Torn Flats. Town's been ravaged by a uh, gang, and they need supplies. Hmm. Why not head to Gun City? That should be closer. Because they know someone here. Uh, the uh, what is the name of the guy we were given? Uh, his name is Jones. Told to talk to Jones. Uh, the iron chain, uh, uh, the iron chain man will nod and, uh, he'll, uh, back up a little bit and reach onto his wrist and pull out like this, uh, USB cable and he'll hold it to, uh, Louise and say, uh, I would like to jack into your vehicle to confirm your story. Um, uh, uh, sure. Um, is this the vehicle we took from the cannibals? It is not. It is your original cruiser. It's just been upgraded with some cannibal parts. Love or not um, upgraded, but repaired. Where is the jack? Do I have to, like, lean out of the way? Uh, it's probably by, like, the ignition. It's probably, like, there's the ignition, and above the ignition is the jack. Uh, okay, so he he kind of like awkwardly leans away to uh, give this person a, a clean shot to the to the port or to the jack. Yeah, he'll uh, yeah he'll lean in and he's not taking his eyes off of uh, Louise while he's doing this, and he'll put the uh, the wheel jack 
into the uh, the the port, and he's quiet for a couple seconds, and then the uh, Wheeljack snaps back into his wrist and says, uh, "Okay, the basics of your story checks out." He'll uh, look at the uh, guys on the checkpoint and uh, wave, and they'll uh, they were kind of like on alert, but at his wave, they'll kind of, uh, you know, like go at ease and start their work on lifting the, uh, the little checkpoint, uh, barricade thing. And he'll say, uh, all right, don't cause any trouble in town. And he'll slap the, uh, top of the cruiser and motion for you guys to, uh, to hurry on. And let's see. And as you drive through town, you can see that the uh, iron chain presence inside the city is way higher than you would expect for any city. Um, yeah, that like every couple blocks, there are just like a dozen iron chain guys just walking around. Um, and each iron chainman seems to be like met point for point with just as many, uh, angry factory workers. Uh, as you, uh, go through town, you see that really only about half the town is active with the other half being shut down. Uh, the smokestacks are running cold buildings have been locked off and the angry factory workers are, uh, animately arguing with uh, these lawmen. And at driving around and following uh, Doc Ruber's instructions, it does not take you long to find Jones's junk and custom jobs. Can I hear what the factory guys were arguing about? Uh, let's see. Give me a know-how check, we'll say. Uh Yep. Um, that would be three, because it's not using eyesight. One success. Oh. Um, yeah, basically all you can uh, catch is that the iron chain has kept the factories closed for a couple days, and it's really starting to cut into uh, profits. But that's about all you can... Uh, you can catch. Okay. All right. So you guys go into Jones's junk and custom jobs. Yeah. Is there, do we need to like set any security on our, on our, uh, cruiser or are we fairly certain this is fine? Um, just leave someone well, with it. <laughs> I was about to say, pretty much the only real uh, security you have on this cruiser is a lock button. Uh, but driving through town, like you don't see people breaking into uh, cars all willy-nilly, so it's yeah, probably safe to assume. Out. Yeah, so it's probably safe to assume that here's about as safe as any town to leave a car unattended.
so yeah, we'll we'll get out and uh, head head into the shop. All right. Boop, boop. <laughs> the door's welcome bell dings as you enter, and a tired-looking man pokes his head up from a behind a pile of junk. He has dark skin, a pink mohawk, and seems to have a respirator mod covering half his face and all the way down to his neck. Hey there, what can I do for you? Hi, uh, we're here from uh, Torn Flats. Um, uh, you, you, you have a friend there uh, that is. Um, well, we we were sent. Um, he looks. He looks at Jack. Torn Flats. Jack's just gonna motion for for Luis to continue. <laughs> Luis, um, <laughs> Luis, like. He's got like his his hat off, and he's just kind of like doing the thing where you kind of inch around the rim, like you're you're <laughs> you have it in your hand, and you're just kind of turning it. Um. Uh. Well. Uh. We. Uh. The toward flats has uh, come upon some hard times. Um. We. Uh. Are supposed to get some. Uh. uh we were sent here to get the stuff to fix the thing. Uh, yes. You know, well, most people do come to my shop for that. Which thing uh, was well, it? Jack said to, to Ray, he's, uh, Luis is never going to get better at it if he doesn't talk. Uh, he can he can get better at it with uh, some someone at a... When I'm not sobering up. Uh, Jones uh, walks around the pile of junk and uh, yeah, he, ha- he has a pretty heavy limp and uh, he's got, a, got this really fancy looking uh, cane and he goes up to Luis and he's like, oh, okay kid who who's my friend that's in Torn Flats? <laughs> Luis um, is concerned that he has been approached and he looks at Rise because Rise was the one helping him. Well, I didn't pay attention to names. Okay, remind Ash what the name was because Jack would have remembered. Doc Gruber. <laughs> Doc Gruber sent us and he gave us the list of supplies. See, Rob is terrible with names and notes, this, so all <laughs> his characters don't pay attention. <laughs> Amazing. So, Luis yeah, he'll look. Uh, has like. Uh, anxiety amnesia where he's like I don't remember any names so yeah uh, Jones will uh, his eyebrows will raise at that he's like oh Doc's still alive I thought he would have blown himself up by now okay I understand that it's not without a lack of trying yeah yeah that's uh I'm sorry cannibals yeah what is Torn Flats getting into? Ooh, the like cannibals got into, into Torn, torn Flats. flats. I don't know what I expected. Alright, let me see this uh, list of supplies that you guys need to fix the thing. Whatever it is. Put down. <laughs> so, uh, I who... care about one thing. More vitally, the communications relay. I imagine... I imagine Louise has like a list. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
So, so he'll, yeah. he'll hand that over. Okay. So yeah, Jones will look over at the uh at the uh list and you'll just hear him go Mmm. Okay. There's uh there's a problem with this list. I Okay. Uh y- y'all mind if I sit down? And uh, like before anyone answers, he just kind of waddles or not waddles, uh, limps his way over to a uh, chair and just kind of plops himself down into it. And uh, he'll wave the uh, note around and say, uh, I'm I'm sorry, but even with the uh, friend of a friend discount that I'd give anyone brave enough to hang out with Doc. I can't sell this to you for any less than 3000 right now. Chains had half the town shut down for this manhunt for like a week now. And my suppliers hiked their prices into the absurdity to, I don't know, some kind of protest to grind commerce to a halt. Who are they looking for? Uh, let's see. Some, some murderer, um, some possibility this big wig got shot in the street the other day and they cannot find the guy to save their life. And I figure they think that if they just starve the town, he'll eventually come out. Are they sure he's still here? Yeah. Like he, the second the possibility this guy got killed, they locked the town down. Nobody goes in or out without a a very thorough uh, uh, checkup, I'll say. Um, There's always ways out. There's always ways in. He'll nod and say, uh, yeah, that's true for the most part, but you guys drove through town. You you saw how many chainmen are around here. Wouldn't be surprised if they got them in the sewers. But. Huh. Uh huh. Okay. Uh, okay. Okay. That there, there might be a couple ways for us to get uh to get your stuff. So, I mean, you guys could go help out the chain. You know, like get them to find the murderer. Maybe they'll toss a reward your way, and. Hey, if they if they get the guy or can confirm he's dead at least, like maybe they'll lift the bans on the factories and people will lower their prices again. But if you'd rather do something a bit shadier, I know my suppliers have some uh, favors they would like to call in, and maybe I could counter favor them. Do we want to help the uh, the chain? Uh, I don't barely ever help us. Okay, so uh, can can we hear more about the uh, the second option? Okay, my suppliers. So there's there's three of them. Uh, three of the major ones that are on that side of the city. The ones that are still on this side of the city. 
I can get those parts no problem. Uh, but yeah, we got uh, Tony. He's in charge of uh, audio equipment uh, production. He's kind of the big comms guy in the area. There's Lisa who fabricates m- most of the wires and capacitors used in uh, some of the more uh, finicky technology, we'll say. And then there's Jerry. Okay, Jerry's uh, factory shutting down actually hit the town the hardest. He's in charge of solar panel and power cell production. So, yeah, if you guys can, if you guys can help them out and tell them that I sent you, I I can get your stuff at a uh, more reasonable price. All right. Yes, I. I find that uh, pretty agreeable. All right. Sounds good. I will contact them and let them know I'm sending some uh, help over. He will uh, write down uh, some addresses and pass it to you guys and say, uh, so yeah, here's uh, where they can be found. Uh, Let's see. Uh, Lisa is the only one who won't, who might not be at that address. She's uh, she's mostly been organizing the protests, so you might find her uh, off on the other side of the city. Oh. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll give him a call and let him know someone's someone's coming. Uh, how will we know Lisa? Oh, you'll know her. Oh. She is uh. She's a large personality. Oh. Okay. All right. So I am going to put these names in the thing so you guys can look at them. Names in the thing. Yeah. Names in the thing. Names in the thing. All right. Okay, so you have Jerry, Lisa, and Tony. Who would you like to approach first? Uh, Jerry seems the most straightforward, right? Uh, Jerry is definitely the richest. I say Lisa seems like the one who's actually going to be most difficult to approach currently. Mm-hmm. Not not because like of her, but because of what she is actively doing yeah we might want to let that sit for a minute (laughs) all right so you guys want to head to jerry or tony okay i had i heard a shore when going to jerry so we'll go with jerry i was just gonna (laughs) say flip a coin (laughs) heads all right time for jerry so oh and jerry jerry and tony oh my god so yeah you guys uh ice cream (laughs) i should have made one of the other ones ben oh i want ice cream too suffer with me (laughs) so you guys, uh, yeah, head uh, 
head down the street uh, further into town um, until you come across the Yellow Yellow Crown Company. It is a... Yeah, sorry. It is a kind of like the front office uh, of the uh, solar panel production uh, facility. And you go in there. It's a little uh, three-story building. Uh, big old golden crown as their uh, their logo. And as you uh, walk in, there is a very busy uh, receptionist uh, sitting at the front desk. Uh, one eye is staying on the monitor in front of her, and the other one like kind of twists to look at you guys. And uh, then goes back to the monitor and says... Uh, you are the gunslingers that Jones is sending over? Yes. Um, we are here to... Uh, Jerry, we'll with... see you. Uh, okay. And uh, you hear a ding and a little elevator uh, in the back of the room opens. And uh, yeah, you guys uh, step in. And it's a, it's a very sterile uh, elevator, just white all the way around it goes up and uh opens to this very lavish uh uh office and you see uh just plenty of plush furniture all over the place there's this big mahogany desk in the uh, center of it with a rather large uh balding man sitting behind it uh you know, pr- pretty stereotypical, like 1800s businessman, uh, kind of chunky. He's got the uh, suit and the little uh, shoestring bow tie and uh, the big old cigar. And uh, he he just looks you guys up and down and says, uh, ah, Jones said he was going to solve my little problem. I didn't didn't expect so few gunslingers. Where's that one's guns? And uh, he points over to Rice. Let it be his fists. Ah, guns in the classic sense of the uh, word. Slap my uh, biceps. Pop up some... uh, Yeah. Okay, I can appreciate that. So, what do you lot know about... uh, how business is conducted here in Coppervale. We do you a Mostly that you it's pay currently us. not. You're both right. It's a town of you scratch my back, I scratch yours, and currently the iron chain has clipped our fingernails, so we can't do no scratching. Which is really unfortunate for us. It's uh our wallets are starting to take a hit, and I don't much care for that. But you know whose wallets aren't taking any hits? The iron chains. What? No, they don't. They don't even have wallets. They just get their money straight from the government. Nah. The Cuckoo Production Property. Am I familiar with that? Nah. Okay. He uh, yeah. He uh, 
kind of like turns in his uh, chair and looks out the uh, uh, big like wall that's a window in his office and says, yeah, you can see their uh, their factory a little bit from here. If you know, like if you squint and look and see that little smokestack that, you know, is producing smoke. Yeah, they're uh, their income's gone up 300 percent since the chain moved in. No, I don't much like that. How much stuff are they funneling to the chain? I don't know. All I know is they're making money while I'm sitting here on my hand. Uh, not making any. So, I just, I don't want anything drastic to be done. I don't want you to go in and kill their CEO or run off their their employees or anything. Jones is Jones owes me a favor and he's asking for something real small in return. So I'd rather do a small exchange for him and keep a hold of my favor. So I just want you to go into the Keko production property, find their a fabrication machine and just blow it to hell. We're calling that small. Oh. Oh. He'll uh, lean back and uh, chomp on his cigar a little bit and say, uh, yeah, for, uh, for us in the biz, that that is small. Machines can be replaced and they can be replaced pretty quickly here in Copperville. But in the time it would take him to replace that machine, uh, I don't know. Maybe I could uh, cause some, some problems for him financially. You know, maybe knock down his, uh, his income a little bit. Luis, like, gets, like, a far-off look and his his dreams of being a, a heroic gunslinger are just kind of crumbling. <laughs> They're slipping further and further as the day goes on. Yeah. Well, hey, he helped out those tomb spoke feet. Tomb speak folk. Jeez. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, Jerry will uh, look over to you guys and say, uh, we have a deal. Yes. He'll uh, nod and say, uh, all right, just get in there, break their fabricator and get out. Like no one will see you and there won't be anyone to press any charges, yeah? Sounds easy enough. He'll uh, lean over and press a little buzzer on uh, on uh, the radio on his desk and say, uh, Jeanette, get these kids some passes when they come back down. And uh, he'll wave you guys off. And you guys go uh, 
back into the elevator and head back down to the lobby. And as you uh, go up to uh, the uh, secretary, uh, Janice, she hands each of you uh, these uh, mm-hmm. false, uh, basically worker badges for the uh, Kaku production property. And uh, she she will just give you a very bland, like, good luck, and go right back to whatever it is she's doing on her monitor. Hit my hat with a ma'am. Uh, you have no idea if she even acknowledged, uh, like, registered that. <laughs> okay, we, we, I guess we awkwardly shuffle out. Yeah. All right, so the yeah, I don't have a map for uh, the production plant, but the way it is structured out is a warehouse. The there are two main entrances on uh, either side, with the uh, uh, fabrication machine, uh, or at least one of them, kind of being like in the middle and on the back wall. And, you know, like there's a lot uh, yeah, there's a handful of employees still working the place. There's uh, some security. Uh, and that's about all the information you have on it at like a glance. And, you know, like from anything uh, you would have received from Jerry or Janice. So. I will let you guys decide how to proceed. Well, obviously, Rise is going to be a bit of a liability in a stealth mission. Uh, How are we going to address that? Why is Rise a liability in a stealth mission? Yeah, Rise... I was going to say, Rise sounds like he would be pretty good in a stealth mission. You always need a distraction. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but he is just a brick. Um, he's a brick that likes to punch things. <laughs> so, that's not the most stealthy. Jack likes to shoot things. Yeah, but he's also quick. Look at him. Look at him. He's so cool. Yeah. His Lee Pace. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, are you telling me Lee Pace can't sneak into his factory? Uh, With the way Ash rolls? Probably not. Okay, oh, so... I, th- I think what we're doing is, aren't we just going in as if we are employees? Mm-hmm. So I will say that the employees all are wearing uh, very specific uh, jumpsuits that are made for the uh, Kaku production property. So, yeah, you guys can uh, can do the whole just wholesale sneak in or try and steal someone's uh, 
uh, uniforms. Um, what time do they knock off? Um, let's see. And or do at least I have switch an... shifts? Yeah, or, yeah. Or switch... yeah, that. And um, do I have an understanding of how much they're paid per day? Okay, give me a. Uh, n- yeah, we'll say know how three for uh, the how much they're paid and <laughs> a personality two. Oh, geez. Yeah, you have no idea how much they're paid. You okay. you don't know what the minimum wage in uh, Elder Howl is. Oh, oh. oh, that is. That is so many uh, crit or so many yeah. fails with. With know. one crit fail. I don't think I can, like, crit fail a... Oh, you're right, you're right. To be that, that is true, that is true. Crit fails are only, hap- only happen when a mod is involved. Okay. So, yeah. So, yeah, you, you, you don't really know what the minimum wage in Elder Howl or Copperville, Copperville is. And uh, you try to strike up a conversation with a worker as a... Uh, as he seems to be leaving and he's just so tired. He is, he just brushes you off immediately and just slinks, slinks out into, uh, out into the crowd. Good day. I think we can um, might be able to buy some things. Did you um, think so? If we catch someone as they're coming out, offering some mm-hmm. money for their, you know, a uniform that matches our general size and shape. Uh, that's a good idea. Okay. So here here is what I will do. You tell me how much you're offering to pay them for these uh for their uniform and I'll tell you the personality check you would need to make to uh to get them to agree to sell you company property basically. 100 bucks each per uniform. That's a lot. Oh, we have we have a, a thousand. thousand between the three of us. Yeah, so three hundred is my share. Uh, yeah, I you figure we offer them twenty, and they don't get a knuckle sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> but we want okay. to make it worth it. Wow, that's not. I don't want to be punched by you, but I'm not going to pay 20 bucks to avoid being punched by you and also lose my clothes. Is it a jumpsuit thing or is it? Uh, it it's kind of like overalls or uh, coveralls. It's a yeah, it, it's, it's like a mechanic wearing nothing yeah. underneath. Luis is going to store his hat in the car. <laughs> By the that, way, that's probably a good plan. Just so we know, 
All right. So are we going with the $100 or the 20 bucks and a knuckle sandwich? It's 20 bucks or a knuckle sandwich. Okay. So that is going to be a... You know what? $20 is still a lot. So we're going to say that that along with the... The... The violence. Uh, the, the violence, the threat of violence is going to knock this down to a DC one personality check. But so Rice has to contribute. So <laughs> Rice has to contribute the money or Rice has to make the check? Uh, he definitely has to make the check. I'll let you, you guys decide if he has to ante up. All right. Rice rolls. <laughs> Boo. Oh, that's no successes. That is no successes. Hang on, I need to check something because I could have sworn my personality was a two, not a three. All right, so... I don't mind the two. <laughs> Rice is not supposed to be likable. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah so, you... so it's, something went wrong on the... um. Oh, on the character sheet? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there was some character sheet I was just fighting tooth and nail with the other day. Was uh, it mine? No. No, you sent me a JPEG. <laughs> um. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, uh, Jack and Louise, you watch uh, from the side as Rice just, like, drunkenly wanders up to a to a oh right yeah that's the problem yeah so yeah he uh he wanders up to a uh this factory worker who is not the same size as any of you he is like a foot taller than jack but about as wide as rice and (laughs) (laughs) and uh yeah, the, the only thing that you two catch while Rice is talking to this guy is this guy saying, like, hey, just leave me alone or I'm going to call security. And he will he will then again tiredly just kind of wander away from uh, from Rice in that whole scene. I'm gonna fight Julian. What's Louis? What's Luis's personality? It's three. <laughs> Mildly better than the rest of us. Yeah, he's just a. Just look at that face. Look at that sweet little guy. Okay, John. What's the check if I offer him fifty bucks each? Hmm. Uh, there will be no check. They will happily give you company property for fifty bucks. Cool. I'm gonna go up to a group of three that have the vague dimensions of my group. Mm-hmm. And go. Look, you know yeah. the town's real shit right now. Give you fifty bucks each if you give me your overalls, and we'll. Uh, you don't have uh. to worry about it. Just don't come to work tomorrow. They they all kind of look at each other, 
And uh, then they look at you and one of them says, uh, show us the money first. I'll pull it out of like my jacket enough that they can see it, but not enough that one of them can yank it and run. Yeah, they'll uh, kind of mutter between the three of them. Yeah. And uh, yeah, the three of them just zip, uh, unzip their uh, coveralls, shuck them off, and like uh, they're the one who asked you about the money is holding all three of the uh, uniforms, and he's kind of like poised to do like a at the same time kind of trade off. Yep. Easy. Yeah. He, yeah. They will uh, take the money, and they'll be like, they. Thanks, man. Uh, yeah, I don't think you have to worry about us coming into work tomorrow or for the rest of the week. <laughs> and uh, yeah, they'll uh, uh, count out their money and start uh, yep. heading down the street. They, Of all the workers, these guys are now the most energetic. <laughs> I'll tip my hat to them and then walk back to the other two and just... Chuck them their outfits. Told you not, told you not yeah. to, to punch him. I didn't punch him. You threatened it. $20 to buy your outfit, or I punch you and take it. Yeah. Seems like you didn't a deal to me. Also, didn't see you try the second part. Let <laughs> me something to drink. Uh, where do we get changed? You guys could... put it on in the street. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's whatever we're standing. Yeah, I was about to say that the people around you look very tired and overworked. <laughs> so, yeah, like it. It's not their problem, I'll say. And that is, that is definitely the vibe you're picking up from just the rank-and-file uh, factory workers around you. Like, would it make it harder if we obviously just got dressed in the middle of the street to then go in? Like, will the people see us? Who knows? I don't think they'll care. Okay. Um, Luis will just kind of get into the get into the overalls then. All right. So yeah, the uh, outfits uh, fr- blah. the outfits fit you guys pretty well. Um, Rice's is a bit tight around the arms, but that's to be expected with his big old rock'em sock'em fists. And no one will stop you as you uh, go to enter the uh, CPP building. It is a uh, busy, uh, uh, yeah, the Kaku production property. Uh, It is a a very busy uh, factory. There are people that seem like they're on their 10th hour of work, honestly. yeah, production is absurdly high. It looks like whoever's in charge is 
taking advantage of half the city being shut down. And yeah, aside from the security who's kind of walking on these uh, catwalks above the uh, factory floor, probably like 10, 15 feet above it, uh, everyone looks exhausted. Uh, yeah, there's plenty of conveyor, conveyor belts and assembly uh, sections. Uh, there is a couple of offices uh, up on the second story of the building that can look down on the uh, production area. And yeah, looking around. Um, let's see. Yeah, you guys can give me either a dex check or a know-how check. Uh, definitely uh, dex. Yeah, know-how will be to spot something. Even still. <laughs> I'm going to do a know-how then, because I get an extra... Ooh, three successes. Ooh, nice. I got two, but one of them is a six. All right, and rice. Sorry, we're doing a know-how? Know-how or decks. Yeah, those are the same thing. Oh, boy. Sounds great. I mean, if it's not punch and <laughs> I don't have to talk to someone, it's a three. Okay, fair enough. Uh, we're going to go with decks just because that seems more on Rice's. Uh... Okay, nice. So everyone passed. Uh, Luis was know-how. No, it was uh, Dex. Okay, okay. Okay, so... What? Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Jack didn't know how for sight, yeah? Yeah. Okay. So, Rice and Louise, you guys... Uh, yeah, you guys walk casual. Um, you're... Uh, you're keeping your nerves in check. You're uh, not being too suspicious as you're uh, walking around. And Jack manages to lead you guys through um, parts of the facility. And a couple minutes of walking uh, through the facility. Uh, uh, Jack, you managed to see the uh, fabricator it is it's on the other side of uh you know of a few more workstations but uh yeah it, it is within visual eyesight now and as you guys are uh, walking along uh do we have anything we can use to blow it up with uh rice does have a bunch of fuel. I'm just putting that out there. That could work. I just got my fuel tank back. Uh, but yeah, as uh, as you guys are making your way towards the uh, fabricator, uh, you hear a uh, little chirping sound uh, coming from one of your lapels. Let's see. I'm going to roll a D4 here. Uh Okay, it was a 4. 
So yeah, th- this kind of springs up on all three of your uh, uh, lapels, and uh, it's a little crackling uh, sound coming from your name tag, and uh, you hear a, "Hey, what are you three doing? Get to your workstation." And as you look around, you see that one of the uh, security uh, guards is kind of looking down at you guys, uh, holding a radio up to his uh, mouth. This is our workstation. Uh, you uh, hear the little crackle again, and he says, uh, you three are the uh, fabricators? Yep. Give Give me a personality check. Oh, shit. Can I uh, look around for an empty Any- station? Can anyone uh, help with that? Uh, okay. Uh, Rice, this will be a know-how to spot a... Uh, is there... Okay, you're just looking for an empty one? Yeah, just somewhere okay. where like, I, I can go to that and look like I belong. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That will be a know-how of one, we'll say. Oh, good. Okay. Oh, no. Well, I got the one. You okay. got the one. This has no mods involved, so... Yep. So, yeah. Um, Mods mean nothing. So, yeah, as... uh, As Jack uh, says you guys are fabricators, you uh, look and see that Rice is gone. And, Rice, you're kind of on this uh, welding machine. or Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're you're on, like, this uh, power cell housing welding machine. Awesome. Okay, see what we get. But yeah, uh, is it possible for me to help? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, get t- tell me how uh how Luis will help. So uh, he'll say into the into like the the name tag like uh I am a new hire um uh and and I am being uh shown to my new workstation. All right, give give me a uh. Uh, personality to help. Oh, no. Well, that's one <laughs> success. So, the the way I've been running the help stuff here, because you guys did it a couple times in the last session, was I've just been adding everything, like all the successes. You guys actually did beat the difficulty, too. Oh, Yay! You. So... Yeah, you uh, you see the uh, security guy up top on the uh, catwalk. Like, look at this little uh, uh, clipboard, and uh, yeah, you just hear a mutter like, "They really don't tell me anything." And uh, he'll uh, speak into the radio again and say, "Uh, all right, just stop wandering around and get to your workstation already." And uh. He'll give you a little shooing motion from uh, up on the catwalk before continuing his uh, his patrol. Luis lets out a, a sigh of relief uh, and scuttles up to the fabricator. All right. 
So we have two party members at the Fabricator. Uh, Rice. The, the security guy like said, all right, you're good. Uh, the three of us, basically. Uh, he said it to the two of them because you went off to a, to a workstation. And he wandered uh, off, so. All right, get, give, give me a soft dex check to see if you can uh, sneakily make your way over to them. Was... All right. <laughs> yes, oh! Yes, I can. So, yeah, you guys uh, get oh. to the fabricator, and Rice is just there. <laughs> short. So yeah, for uh for our listeners, that is another crit success. Ooh. Uh, I mean, after my last roll, but yeah. <laughs> okay, so uh, question: Can we yes. crit success but not crit fail? Uh, crit fails come when with uh mods. So if you're yeah. using a mod and you crit fail, then you get a malfunction dice. Which replaces one of your mod dice. Which, if you roll a one on a malfunction, okay, 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 okay. No, I am misremembering the dice rules. Okay, so crit successing is a thing. Uh, crit failing happens when you have a malfunction dice. And basically, what happens there is if you hit a malfunction. Uh, a horrible malfunction dice, then you will uh, suffer some unfortunate side effect. Uh, okay, there's the dice checks. Um, yeah, sorry, I'm I'm double checking the uh, crit rolls right now. Uh, yeah, okay, so crits happen from malfunction dice. Malfunction dice can happen through a uh, myriad of means, uh, which could be anything from uh, taking metal damage to repairs going wrong to a mod or some other effect says it causes a malfunction. And that's a crit fail? Yes. Okay. Okay. Does okay, that mean so if we crit fail trying to sabotage this thing, we make it run more efficiently? <laughs> Maybe. You make them too successful and they just retire from the game altogether. Okay. Okay, so we have maybe uh the the fuel to light this thing up if we can wrestle it away from rice <laughs> it is just like pure 100 proof corn whiskey i will tell you that so it is, is quite volatile <laughs> is there anything within line of sight that looks kind of dangerous you were in a power cell factory the whole thing is a time bomb. <laughs> okay. So on this fabricator, are there any like moving parts? Um, oh yeah. Machinery. Yeah, like 
yeah, like th- there is plenty of machinery and gears and wires on this thing. Um, some of it is like accessible from the outside, but you know, like a proper factory machine, it is encased in like a metal housing. Mm-hmm. So the parts that are uh, immediately like open are the uh, the exit where the fabricated parts come out and the entrance where the raw materials go in. And that is kind of like a kind of like an industrial tube. Mm -hmm. Sounds like there's a lot of thing. There's a lot of places where things can go wrong. Oh yeah. Sounds like it, doesn't it? Hmm. Do, do either of you have an idea of how we can... Are there any tools laying around? Oh, yeah, there are so many tools. And there's plenty of places in this machine that have, like, holes and gears and whatnot? Yeah. <laughs> Shove the nearest wrench into the nearest hole, into the nearest set of gears. Okay, you know what? Give me a strength check, and feel free to add whatever you want to add to this. <laughs> uh, Rice, you are uniquely equipped for this kind of stupidity. Yay! I guess my either my my skeleton might add into this. Actually, yeah. I have to look this one up. Why is that? Yeah, middle? if why is the why system why? Yeah, let's see. If the hammer fists add anything, I would probably allow that. Uh, okay, no, your hands just act as hammers and or medium weapons. I mean, I can just kind of hammer on the end of it. Like, <laughs> All right. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Why is Google Drive being so stupid? Because it's Google Drive. Your strength is mechanically increased, giving you plus one D to attacks with melee weapons. I'll say the wrench is a melee weapon. Whereas if your brawn is too high, you get plus two D bonus to attacks. Reinforced skeleton gives me bonus to attacks with melee weapons. <laughs> yeah, Rob built the character to do one thing. <laughs> Real good at it, too. Hammer fists just make it count, so I'm just using my fists to just slam this thing in here. Uh, well, I guess then that I'm not gonna go full ramjet on this thing because that seems like a little bit of overkill right now. So 66 it is. Good God. I'm gonna set this at difficulty three just so you have a challenge. No! Oh, no! <laughs> oh, no. Off by one. Uh, so, yeah, uh, helping rules. If someone can uh, give me a, a reason for or a good explanation as to how they're helping with the strength or brawn, rather, as a skill. Yeah, please, you gotta, you gotta get this. You gotta pull this out for us, buddy. 
So Can I just take one of Luis's guns and shoot it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. What is that? A dex check? That that is in fact a dex check. This one from Precise Precision Eye. Hey. I will so, then hand him the gun back. Luis <laughs> so, terrified. Okay, so here here is how this goes down. Um so Rice shoves this wrench in there and the uh you you immediately hear the gears beginning to uh start grinding and creaking and the machine starts shaking and uh it takes a uh, yeah like rice seems to have gotten his uh sleeve caught up in the uh, fabricator for a minute before he rips it out and the machine doesn't look like it's going to die basically um anytime soon and Jack, as you look around, you see that uh, some of the security have like turned towards the machine and are kind of wandering uh, your way. Uh, some of them are on radios, presumably calling uh, maintenance. And so you, yeah, just with the trained p- precision that your life has given you, you reach over to Luis, yank one of the guns out of a, out of the uh, pocket of his uh, coveralls and just with extreme precision and speed, you wait for a loud clunk to come from the machine before firing one shot in there. Uh, You see it hit the wrench. It embeds the wrench further into the machine. And the sounds coming from this thing are now ungodly. (laughs) <laughs> and you slip the uh the wrench back into uh Luis's uh coveralls and uh, we should go. Yeah. Luis yeah, is you... completely framed for this. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Um <laughs> but but yeah, you you guys managed to pass running away uh as oh no, this machine is acting dangerous i better leave mm-hmm. and yeah you you guys can hear this thing physically breaking as you're exiting uh exiting this building and you bucket, have bucket. huh bucket 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 yeah and you have successfully uh completed jerry's uh little side mission yeah, bro. Uh, his his favor. So, yeah, you guys uh, exit out of that. Um, uh, Louise, you hop on your little uh, radio to uh, alert uh, James, who you assume can get into contact with Jerry. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, you guys have wrapped up one third of the supplier uh, tasks. And that sounds like a good place to stop for now because my throat's getting a little itchy and copious amounts of water is not helping, unfortunately. It's a bit late for, for most I of us. I have to talk like this. 
I've barely been able to hear Ash all night. <laughs> yeah, I've got a bad migraine and yeah. shitty microphone. I just I'm have just to talk in a bad Spanish accent. <laughs> Which you can get away with. Well, you definitely <laughs> got the bad down. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I was... I was I'm actually kind of glad you guys picked uh, to help the suppliers instead of uh, the iron chain because I wanted to throw more varying non-combat checks at you guys. Mm -hmm. Doesn't matter what world you live in, all cops are bastards. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and that's our official statement here. <laughs> Remember, kids, unionize and nude and spader your pets. What? Nude? Not nude. Um... Uh, spader, spader, spade and neuter. Yes, spade, spade and spade and neuter your pets and unionize. <laughs> oh, it's late. Good night. Good night, ever. That's the problem with your brain. Yep, that's the problem with my brain. It's late twenty four seven. Apparently. <laughs> yep. Uh, okay, bye. 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 Uh, okay. So yeah. So like, I I doubt selfie will include the uh. What I